0: All right, so uh start off, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, kind of what, what got you started on this idea? It's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting idea. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Kind of give us a little background history with that.
1: Yeah. So actually, what, what inspired me on, on this idea was actually three, 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, when I got my first traveling job, I was working for a franchise company called Alpha Graphics. Okay printing franchise i was 26 and um you know I, I hadn't had a traveling job like that before but my job was to go out and work with all the new franchisees mm-hmm. i'd spend a couple days a month with each new franchisee trying to get them to break even in the first six months and okay. so mostly what i was doing was called a sales development specialist mostly what i was doing was uh, you know helping them learn to sell sure but i was traveling like a madman and uh you know, I would hit two, three, four cities in a week. So, you know, lots of lots of car time, lots of airplane time, lots of hotel time. And uh, with all those points, I got to get upgraded cars, upgraded hotel rooms, upgraded airline seats. But the thing I enjoyed the most was the first class lounge at the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, I would use a little, I would actually get to the airport early and use that time to relax and enjoy the upscale environment. Sure. And, uh, you know, just it was a perk of not having a life. So um, then, though, there were times when I would drive between the stores and it would be hours driving and I would and I would stop at a coffee shop or something like that to catch up on work and calls and email, whatever. But uh, I, I always remembered the contrast between the coffee shop experience and the first class lounge experience. And even back then, I thought, Wouldn't it be great if somebody would take the first-class lounge and marry it to the local coffee shop Mm -hmm. and put it in a retail environment so that people like me and people who work from home can have access, even if it's at a premium, gladly pay a premium, to not have to work out of a coffee shop? And that's what inspired the idea way back then. So long before co-working was really even a thing. sure, Right? So that was the idea, and then I've done a variety of entrepreneurial ventures between then and now. Mm-hmm. I sold a VPS tracking business about three years ago. Okay. And uh, after about a year or so decided it was time to nobody else had done it in thirty years, somebody had to do it.
0: So so really the Parlay Cafe was really kind of born out of a personal need and desire that, that, that you found Absolutely. in your own. Your own career. For decades,
1: I'm like, I can't believe somebody hasn't done this yet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's a great idea, and you know, since it is pretty unique, you know, maybe you can just kind of walk us through, um, you know, how how this business is set up and and how it operates, and really what makes you different from uh, any other uh, cafe that's out there right now.
1: Sure. Yeah, and it's probably appropriate to talk about how it's different from a cafe and how it's different from a co working space. Sure. Basically, we fill the niche between the two. Mm -hmm. Uh, What it basically comes down to is a coffee shop is I actually enjoy working out of coffee shops, but it gets old really fast, right? Mm -hmm. It's loud. You've got the grinders, the blenders, the screaming kids. Uh, Wi-Fi is not usually all that reliable or fast. And although you can just sit there and do your work, you always have that feeling that they probably prefer you weren't hanging around that long, Mm -hmm. right? If you're meeting somebody, it's kind of hard to have a conversation. If you're doing a call like this, it's impossible, mm-hmm. right? In a typical coffee shop. And then, conversely, and I, I, yeah, I,
0: I, I know I had read it. So you have some some kind of like privacy booths built in, right? So like if if I were oh, yeah. if I were in your shop right now, I could be doing this call, sitting there, well, if not disturbing. If I were there and... right now,
1: I'd be in one of the phone booths.
0: Probably. Sure. Having okay. the call, but I
1: could, I'm not there right now. But sure. um, But yeah, so, you know, in Parlay Cafe, when you come into the front lobby, it looks like any other coffee shop. There's Mm -hmm. an espresso bar there. There's a couple of tables. It's just like any other cafe. However, there's a glass wall behind the coffee bar Mm -hmm. and behind the glass wall is the members lounge, which is basically the VIP lounge at the airport, right? Okay. And so you, you look through there as you're holding your latte and go, wait a minute. I want to go back there, you know, where the leather chairs are and the ottomans and the phone booths and the day-use lockers. and It's quiet back there. There's music playing. It's super high-speed internet. It's a premium. And so basically what makes us different than any other cafe is that we have the members lounge that's Mm -hmm. exclusively for day pass holders. Sure. And then really, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, a co-working space is usually... Too much of a commitment for, for people. They they don't want to, you know, make a destination drive and have to make a commitment of three hundred and fifty dollars a month or more for a space to work where so we really are just planted firmly in between those two things.
0: Okay. And so I know there's there's uh, you have big ambitions to really expand this concept. You have one one location yeah. operating right now.
1: One location, we opened it a little over a year ago before the pandemic. Uh, it was a good idea then. It's an amazing idea now. And um, then in January, after we broke even in about five months okay. operationally. Proved the concept without a doubt. And then um, in January, we started the franchising process. Mm-hmm. Then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So that that was pretty wacky. But we just used the opportunity. Mm-hmm to power through and finish the franchising process, which we did a couple of months ago. Okay. I think we got our franchise disclosure document finalized and approved for and registered with the state of California just about six weeks ago. Okay, So that was always the plan to do franchising, but little did we know that while we were going through the process, the concept became much more relevant sure. than it was before. With 50 million people working from home and desperate to find an escape from working from home, uh, we you know we literally our environment that's a, that's a haven for people that need just a couple hours a day, a couple times a week to get out of the home office and pamper themselves in this environment or meet a client or a coworker or whatever the case may be.
0: Sure. And uh, so, ha- what kind of changes have you seen really since the pandemic started? I mean, was it did you see a, an increase right off the bat? Was it kind of where people Hesitant to come in, or
1: oh well, yeah, well we were shut down for a while. Our our proof mm-hmm. of concept location is in a shopping mall,
0: sure, and the okay. mall
1: got shut down. Okay, so the mall shut down, we're shut down, but we used that two months to do some remodeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it was obvious by that point what was going to happen and what this was going to look like on the other side. So we we had a training room, and the main members lounge. We it became really clear that the training room was going to be obsolete. So we blew out the walls between the training room and the members lounge and made the members lounge twice as big. We inserted we, we installed, you know, super high end upscale acoustic dividers. Mm-hmm. So we were and we, and we completely optimized the lounge for social distancing. Okay. Um, so now, every workspace, every lounge space is social distance distance from the rest of them. And we installed a uh, piece of technology uh, that is the barrier between the open cafe area and the members lounge, which literally uh, does facial recognition and temperature scan. So all of our members and day pass holders just take a picture of their face with their phone when they sign up, and that goes in our database. And then when they want to go in the members lounge, they just walk up to the device. It scans their face and takes their temperature. And if their face is in the database and they don't have a temperature, triggers the lock so they can walk in.
0: Okay, that's very that's that cool. that is very cool. So I mean, you're you're really ahead of what a lot of offices have for office access, and that's, that's... absolutely
1: yeah. I and mean, as a friend, a budding franchise company, you know, I felt it was important to just be way ahead of the curve on mm-hmm. all this. And then, of course, we have really nice quality glass sneeze guards at the ordering side and the pickup side. Not mm-hmm. not just makeshift plexiglass things, really upscale, beautiful stuff. And we even employed a or deployed a product called the lid grabber. Okay. which is a device that allows us to pick up and place the lid on your coffee without touching it with our hand. Okay. Things like that.
0: Sure, that's all very cool.
1: Thank
0: you. Um. So, I mean, you, you touched a little bit about, uh, you know, those kind of pandemic uh, changes to your business. Um, but what other changes have you kind of seen from the, the inception of your first uh, location and to, to now, yeah. how, how has there been other kind of innovations that you've come across from kind of version one of the idea to the operating model now yeah. to uh, what you see Most as the franchise the, in the
1: operating uh, pricing models and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've kind of guessed as to what everybody would use. We didn't know if people would be using the, the leather chairs versus workspaces. Mm-hmm. in the lounge. Okay. I like the leather chairs. They have ottomans, and mango, you know, tables next to them. I love the idea of sitting and relaxing. And them. we had a lot of them, but we found that, uh, with the workstations that we had, people were always fighting over the workstation. So sure. we, when we remodeled, we did less lounge spaces and more workspaces. Okay. Uh, we had to add phone booths because yeah. the phone booths were in big demand. and sure. Great for zoom calls and things like that. And, um, Then also the uh, conference rooms were a surprise. We had three small conference rooms. We still have them, uh, but we had to change the way the seating was arranged in there to accommodate certain things. And and we found that while we we rent the conference rooms frequently for small team meetings, job interviews, client meetings, Mm -hmm. what we didn't realize is that the number one revenue source for our conference rooms is the legal profession. Okay. We have people in there every day doing depositions, arbitrations, and mediation.
0: Interesting, yeah.
1: And we didn't even know that was going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, we had to think about, for example, in one of the conference rooms, we had a, a pub height table, but it ended up being non-conducive for the legal profession because of the, you know, the devices they used to take notes or stenographers and so on and so forth. Okay. So we had to pull it and use a different Completely refit, retrofit it um, in order to be able to maximize the amount of legal reservations we could get. Just little things like that.
0: So are you? thinking We also had
1: to change our food menu a little bit because okay we didn't really have any lunch offering, and we, we were in a shopping mall with ten restaurants, and so we figured having the bakery items and you know pastries and things like that would be adequate. But people get focused and they don't want to leave, so we had to add salads and sandwiches.
0: Okay. So as far as, uh, you know, moving forward with the, the franchise locations, um, do you think that those trends are going to kind of play out across? Uh, do you think that's going to be a common theme that it's going to be a lot of those uh, kind of legal professions using those meeting rooms? Do you think that's going to be consistent? Yeah, or do you that think that's it's...
1: coming back okay. strong. There's a backlog of, you know, those types of meetings that need to be done to keep cases going forward. Sure. So we we're absolutely sure, you know, the the training room is a thing of the past. I don't Mm -hmm. see us doing that. It also wasn't very lucrative. It wasn't even part of the original concept, but the, the location that we took on was conducive to just try it. So we tried it, but uh, I don't think we'd recommend doing that again. And I don't really think big gatherings of 20 to 40 people are going to happen anytime soon. Sure. But, conference rooms you know to accommodate five to eight nine people absolutely that you know that stays under 10 it's not considered a gathering mm-hmm. you know i think that that will be something that people are comfortable doing on the long term but the, the biggest change is i mean the whole concept was that over the next 10 years as more and more people migrate from working in an office environment to working out of their home mm-hmm. and becoming digital nomads, we want parlay cafe to be there for them as they make that transition well, 50 million people made that transition right now and they're right. not going back. <laughs> right? With Google and LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and thousands of smaller companies all saying that they're going to transition to work from home permanently, our opportunity just got fast forwarded by 10 years.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, some great timing, it seems. Yeah, definitely. Um, So what do you think? I mean, you're you're obviously in a great position here, but what what do you think some takeaways could be for kind of the traditional cafes out there? You know what what can you see uh, that they could do in these changed times? Yeah. Really.
1: So so it's an interesting thing. I'm reading a lot of articles. I'm sure you are too about what's going on out there, and I'm hearing about how Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks are closing hundreds and hundreds of locations. Mm-hmm. Mostly, they're bigger ones that have a lot of seating, and they're closing them in favor of newer locations that are smaller that focus on drive-through and walk-up. Sure. So all that seating that everybody's depending on to study or work is going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that for the for the independent cafes, you know, they still have the ability to pick up. I mean, it's frustrating when you have an independent cafe. And everybody wants to go to Starbucks Mm -hmm. instead of your place. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's an opportunity for the independent cafes to um, capitalize on the fact that all that seating is going away. And if they can, they can embrace that. Then you know, if they can work it into their model, it's not easy for every cafe to do it. Then, you know, to somehow make their place comfortable as a, as an escape an occasional escape from the home office it couldn't hurt. Mhm.
0: Yeah, I know I I wish myself that uh that there's a concept like like what you have going on in in my hometown here because I know I know it's something Where that are I'm, you? I I'm in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I, I I know it would be something that I would utilize myself. Um Sure. Because just like you said, you know, I I like the going to the coffee shop working there, but um, doing things like this, uh, it's not the best yeah. environment. So, um, yeah, I, I no, think no, you we have really cool.
1: early today. Uh, we did a filming there for the franchise hot seat. I don't know if uh, you were in the loop on that, but I, I franchise saw, hot seat.
0: Uh yeah, since I'm a I I had an invested through We there. Oh, you and, got my update. Yeah, yes, so I got your you update. Yep.
1: update. That wow. was amazing, and mm-hmm. so and so the franchise hot seat. Um, you know, the sharks, so to speak, or the mm-hmm. judges or dream team are all people who are very established in the franchising world. Mm-hmm. Four of them uh were on this call. There's 20 of them, but they only do four per episode for obvious reasons. Sure. And all four of them were salivating. The
0: sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's timely. Yeah. And I think, I think as, as you said, it was really, this has just brought you your concept probably forward faster. Um Yeah. So I I guess you know kind of outside of that um. I was kind of as curious as to, the the cafe portion like what um. Do you have your own brand of coffee also, or are you, or what's what's we your?
1: Coffee.
0: You, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that?
1: Billy, I know why.
0: Okay. Yep. Very familiar. Back yeah.
1: Coffee. I I got one
0: right here. Sure. Right? Yeah, and they're That's they're. It. They're very well known.
1: uh, a very Mm well-known brand, very upscale. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons we use them, which, you know, might turn some people off is well, okay. So the main reason we use them is I fell in love with the brand years ago. Mm -hmm. I stumbled upon an Ely cafe in Cancun, Mexico, when I was vacationing down there. I was blown away by the product, the presentation, um, you know, how they presented it, the little, you know, Ely ceramic cups, all of that and uh, so in, in going with a franchise operation, I'm thinking, you know this is an upscale high-end brand parlay cafe, right? We yeah. want it to be an upscale experience. Mm-hmm. How do we compete with something like Starbucks? You know we're going to have to pick a coffee brand that is equal to our mm-hmm. our whole you know reputation or scheme sure and ely being such a well-regarded product it's probably more expensive than other options that we could use mm-hmm. but it helps really reinforce you know our positioning mm-hmm. the other thing is that they have they use the unique unic machine as mm-hmm. their primary machine mm-hmm. and they have created tooling for that machine that allows us to use their espresso capsules okay and that completely eliminates the issues of grinding and you know um constantly uh adjusting Mm -hmm. so since our baristas are doing more than just making drinks and they're accommodating meetings and setting up and tearing down and all that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. we wanted to simplify the process for the baristas sure you'd never know the difference every shot is perfect Mm -hmm. right they're perfect but the learning curve, they don't have to be a master barista to pour a beautiful shot of espresso.
0: Sure. And I'm sure that, you know, that lends itself well to franchising, I'm sure, too, being that Absolutely. It's, it's a it's a, a training step where it makes a little bit easier for your franchisees and brings some consistency. Exactly. And, um,
1: you know, Ely is a has been a great, great partner. Mm-hmm. So as a franchise, we can become a distributor for their product and it's another way for us to, you know, uh have quality control and have another revenue stream mm-hmm. uh pack that along to the franchisees for sure. we make a small margin, they pay the same amount they would have if they bought it directly from me. So you,
0: so you that's talked helpful. You talked a little bit about your menu with uh some of the lunch items, but uh um what 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 else do you do you carry to
1: so right now, it's uh, all the coffee drinks, you yeah. know, and, and all the possibilities that go along with espresso. Mm-hmm. We're also doing smoothies okay. and ice drink. Um, and uh, we're looking into alkaline waters right now, alkaline sodas. Okay, And that's just an interesting thing that we've kind of hooked up with a company that does that and has a patented machine that would allow us to add that to the fray. And it seems like something that would be um, an appropriate fit for the crowd. Sure, but we're not really doing anything overly unique in the uh, food and beverage side. I feel like as long as we can do the cold drinks and the hot drinks that you expect from a coffee coffee shop, basically mm-hmm. combined with our environment, that that's more than adequate.
0: Sure. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much through our questions. Oh, really okay. appreciate really appreciate the you taking the time and talking with me. Um
1: Sure, absolutely.